Hello everyone, welcome back to O Word with Brie. Great to talk to you again. Today is a beautiful day in Philadelphia. It's sunny in Philadelphia today. Um, <laughs> I don't know if anyone has seen that show. If you haven't, highly recommend it. Hilarious show. If you know it, you're an OG. Anyways, today I personally am not in too much of a mood to celebrate our freedoms in America. Although I do agree we have our freedoms. It's just with the climate in today's society and in politics, um, it doesn't necessarily feel very free. It feels very, quite the opposite, very polarized, very stressed. I've been very um, kind of in a mood in my feels lately with everything going on even though I've kind of tried to block out the noise of everything it's still very hard and I'm sure everyone is kind of experiencing that um I am sitting here sipping on some juice I made it is my little concoction of vodka sprite and fruit I highly recommend it it's super easy to make and it tastes delicious and I just got back from Cure Leaf, getting me some, what is this called? Slurricane. So yeah, I'm gonna try that and let y'all know how it goes. <laughs> but that's how I'm spending my 4th of July. I'm, you know, drinking my drink, smoking my flower, and chilling at the pool. Um, just to kind of get my mind off things. Because like I said, things have been super stressful. Um, even though it is currently, currently... It may in the future, but not currently affecting me as an individual personally right now with the Roe versus Wade stuff. Even though it's not affecting me at this moment right now, it is still very scary to think about because not only am I capable of getting pregnant because I have a uterus, I am no longer on birth control, I had the next one on, I had the next one on. And I promise not to spend too much time on this. I I just feel like I need to touch on this subject because it means a lot to me personally. <clears throat> but, and I know I have a lot of women on here and even men on my podcast. And I think it's very good and healthy for me to use my platform to talk about what I want to talk about. You know, it's my platform and I want to talk about the things that mean a lot to me. And this means a lot to me. And I'll get down to the nitty-gritty of why it means a lot to me. Um, but yes, I like I was saying, I had my next on taken out um, about, mm, I would say like six, maybe eight months ago. It's a very um, unpleasant experience, to say the least. For those of you that don't know what the next on is, it is a form of birth control that is a little tiny bar that is inserted into your arm and um, and it basically releases, the way I was explained, is it releases chemicals into your body to make your body think it is already pregnant. So that the hormones that you are, that are being released do not allow you to get pregnant because your body already thinks it's pregnant. That's the best way I can describe it. I'm sure there's a much deeper, um more intellectual way to describe it that makes more sense but yeah that's how when i did my research that's what i found but 
The thing is, is that like many other women in society today, I had been on that birth control since I was, I want to say 15 or 16 years old. Like as soon as I went into high school, my mother took me to the doctor and had the implant placed in my arm. And although I did not necessarily dispute what was happening or disagree and say I didn't want it to happen, at the same time, I was not given an option. So I have always been very, I I have not been given many options in my life when it comes to my body and the way I live my life. So I've always been very big on freedom and the right to choose what you do with your own body, the right to pursue happiness. That has always been um, a huge priority to me. But yes, so um, that whole ordeal, I... The fact that I just had it taken out only eight months ago, that means from the time I was 15 years old till this past year, I had had birth control. I had hormones running through my developing young female body that it was not used to having. I was constantly having hormones running through me. Um, It would pain me sometimes which I'm pretty sure is not supposed to happen um if I would work out too hard and sometimes driving I don't know if any other girls have experienced this but sometimes when I was driving the next one on like where it was at would literally it would be like a shooting pain through my arm and it would terrify me I would be driving down the interstate just imagine driving going like 70 miles per hour and you just have this huge shooting pain through your arm where your birth control is and you have no idea what's happening and I freak out I (laughs) it was stupid of me never to go to the doctor to actually get it checked out to make sure I was okay um because I've always been like that I've always been very I put things off (laughs) for a very long time before actually going to the doctor. It's just always been um, a character fall that I'm trying to push past. I just don't like hospitals. (laughs) But anyways, um, yes. And then for anyone that's thinking of getting their next plan taken out, when I went to go get mine taken out, I went to Planned Parenthood. It did cost me money, even though I know a lot of people can get things done for free through their insurance and different things like that. Um, for some reason, it cost me, I think, maybe like 70 bucks. I can't remember. It wasn't like too much, but it wasn't cheap. Anyways, um, I'm laying on the table. The lady is trying to take the next one on out of my arm, and she cannot get it out of my arm. She is digging. She has, like, they make a small incision in your arm, and they take these little, like, tweezer-like things, and they literally have to pull it out of your arm. And I remember I had it replaced once, and that's what happened last time, is she could not get it out. Basically, the muscles had grown around my birth control in my arm and was not budging, could not get it out. Freaked me the fuck out. I am telling you what, um... The first time I had it switched out, it did take a while, but they eventually, you know, after a little bit, they got it. There was two people there, so it wasn't too bad. But this past time that I actually got it removed and not replaced, the lady could not get it out on her own. And it was only her in there. So basically, she left me laying there on the table with the little incision in my arm. You know, um, it was kind of numb. I could see the blood. I 
<laughs> I was freaking out a little bit because my arm was starting to hurt. Like after a while, it started to kind of, the numbing medicine that she had given me was starting to kind of wear off and she had left to go find another doctor to come in there and help her remove it out of my arm. And she had left me in there by myself. And I'm not gonna lie, I was freaking out a bit. I might've cried just a little bit. <laughs> You know, I might had a tear or two just from the fact that I was in there all alone um, waiting for the lady to come back. It took her like 15 minutes. And then after she came back, she told me she couldn't find anyone. So she never brought anyone back into, back into the room to help her. So she was like, you know what? I'm just going to try to get it out myself. And I'm like, perfect. Just get this the fuck out of my arm. So long story short she finally gets it out i recover my arm is fine i have a little scar from where it used to be but it's not too bad but the reason i tell you this horrific story about my birth control is one to hopefully help women and mostly men realize how traumatized how like what a burden birth control can be on a woman's body. It is not as simple as just putting it in your arm and that being it, or taking the pill and that being it. It's not as simple as putting a, what is it, an IUD? I never had one of those, but getting one of those and putting it in. There's so much more that many women that may have not had birth control and many men do not understand. I've had, there was a dancer um, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about birth control and I was telling her about my arm situation. She said she had the IUD put in, her and her boyfriend are fucking, and it literally comes out while they're fucking. That is terrifying. Like, if you're going to shove something up, up my vagina, like up me, and have something inside my body, I better know that it's safe and that it's not going to hurt me and it's not going to come out and it's not going to cause problems and from most of the girls I've talked to about IUDs they do in fact cause problems they cause distress not everyone obviously everyone's different but um there's so much more than just it hurting and it you know having shooting pains or anything like that I when I got my next plan on when I was went into high school like i said i was just starting to truly hit puberty i was just into high school so putting my mother taking me to put me on birth control really <clears throat> hurt me mentally i feel like more than it did physically although i did gain weight it was really hard for me to keep the weight off due to the hormones that were being pumped into my body um uh for a minute um in high school i created i developed um, a, an eating disorder because of the weight that it caused me to gain and because I was literally not eating I was working out every day as much as I could not losing any weight due to the hormones on top of that the hormones were causing me mood swings which I was somewhat prepared for because the doctor had warned me of that but I was not fully aware of what that meant of how these hormones and these mood swings would truly affect me and it is very true birth control can cause women not only to gain weight not only to have pains but to go into depression and to have mood swings and to have all these things that they have to 
go through in order to be on birth control. So I just wanted to put that out there. That was just like weighing on me. Um, Just for any women, because of the Roe versus Wade thing going on, any women who are thinking about getting these birth control options put in or using them, um, that's just my experience. From what I've heard from most people, the pill has been most effective if you can actually remember to take it. Um, It does not keep you from having mood swings, but at least you're not inserting something into your body that could be potentially dangerous, if you know what I mean. You know, I'm not advocating for any certain birth control, and I'm not dissing any certain birth control. I'm just giving you my experience and what I've heard from other women. And this is also for men, um, because I feel like men, especially with the... I've seen a lot of men recently since the Roe versus Wade thing has happened um, talking about how it's not that big of a deal women should just get birth control use contraception that is good in theory but when you really sit down and you listen to women's stories about how it affects them and how it doesn't always work and even then sometimes men Men can be men can be violent, men can be crazy and as well as women. But when men can be very violent when it comes to their woman in pregnancy. And some men are not comfortable with their women. Um they don't want to wear condoms or they don't want their their um partner taking birth control. There's just so many scenarios to where birth control is not an effective option. Um, so I just wanted to put that out there. I felt like that was important to, to say. And now that I got that out there, I am going to share a little story (laughs) about when I used to be super religious and I used to be pro-life. Um, and I feel like this story is important for many reasons. One of the most valuable reasons, in my opinion, is the fact that when I see people today on social media or wherever, even in real life, talking, conversing back and forth on the Roe versus Wade um, issue, there is many, there is much conflict in um, polarity in this topic. I'm trying to think what I'm trying to say. Hold on, let me take a sip of my drink. (laughs) Okay, I'm back. Anyways, when it comes to talking to these people, um, women and men, I've experienced both. um, Trying to have a civilized conversation and talk about, um, you know, people that are pro-life. And people that are pro-choice. I personally, I am pro-choice. And I was not always pro-choice. Like I said, um, I used to be just like people who are pro-life today. And I feel like most of the people who are pro-life today um, are lacking empathy. They are lacking rationality. And they are lacking understanding. And I say that not from a place of judgment, but 
completely from a place of experience. And you know how some people say you can't argue with crazy? That's exactly what I've been feeling recently when it comes to the whole pro-choice and pro-life debate. Um, So I'll just get right to my story to kind of make this come together and make sense for you. So when I was maybe, I was in the seventh grade when I started going to church religiously. Before that, I had gone with my grandmother. I was raised up in a Baptist, in a very conservative Baptist church. Very old school, like sung sung all the old like hymns or whatever. I don't fucking know. Like it was just, I just remember growing up in a very religious household. I grew up with my grandparents mostly and they were and my grandmother was a very christian woman and still is to this day but when i went to the seventh grade is when i truly became immersed in religion myself without having to be dragged to church by my grandparents i i think what did it for me personally was not the fact that i was maybe it was a little bit that I was seeking religion because like I said at the time it could have been my birth control it could have been just because I have depression sometimes it could have been anything really it could have just been hormones it could have been puberty but at the time I was not in a best state of mind and I saw religion and church as an escape to that and so being as young as I was in the seventh grade, shit, you're, I'm not even, that, I'm, how old are you in the seventh grade? I don't know, not even 15 yet. So I wasn't even like close to being in high school. I was one year away from high school and I was going to church whenever the doors were open. I was, and it wasn't a Baptist church either. The church I was going to was a Pentecostal church. And for those of you that don't know the difference between Baptist and Pentecostal, the easiest way I can explain it is Baptists are very traditional, very conservative. They like to go into church. They like to, hey, how you doing? Sing their songs, pray at the altar, quietly come in, quietly leave. That's a Baptist church. A Pentecostal church, on the other hand, Um, was very different and I think that's really how I got immersed into it so quickly and so deeply is because it was something that I was not particularly particularly (laughs) used to Um, and it kind of just caught my attention because they were playing more upbeat music they were playing rock music they were talking about more um like current related topics and they also were much more a pentecostal church like is much more a lot like lively i guess you could say like they are speaking in tongues they're yelling they're passing out in the holy spirit you know what i mean like they're running around the church screaming yelling like it's it's chaos it's truly chaos um Um, But the difference is, is that, or that was the difference, but the similarities were, um, 
they both believed in it's both they're both a form of christianity and they both believe somewhat the same thing as they both believe in the bible so i start going there with my grandparents that was their new church and i think i got truly sucked into it because of the youth group that they had there i didn't have any friends in high school really um or in middle school i was i didn't have many friends i was kind of like i don't know i was very kind of like i guess you could say looking back on it i was a little cringy i was very weird i mean i guess that's what everyone says about themselves when they were in middle school looking back on themselves but anyways i the point is i didn't really have friends and when i went to church i had friends i had the youth group i had um one of the pastors that was there at the church that would um you know preach sometimes they had two girls two daughters and i quickly became friends with them and we got along really well they were my best friends i spent all the time with them so anytime i could every sunday every wednesday anytime i could go to church i was there i was going and Within this time that I was becoming very immersed in the church, in the, in the, inside their culture, I realized I became very brainwashed. And at the time, obviously at the time, you don't know you're brainwashed. I was a child. I was like what, I want to say like, started going when I was 12. So I was around age 13, probably 13, 14, and 15 is the three years that I was truly in the church. And at that age, as a 13-year-old girl, you are very, you're easy to mold. You're very um, easily influenced. I was pretty much taking in whatever they told me and taking it as word and not truly digesting it for myself and thinking on my own and taking what I believed and what I thought to be true. I was just taking it as truth. And I remember one day they had a class just for girls. They had a class just for the the youth, the young women of the church. So me and my two friends that were girls that went there and all the other girls we went into the after hours of the church, that class that they had for young women. And I'm thinking, oh, they're going to, you know, teach us confidence and this and that. That's what I'm going into it thinking. But it was much, much different. It, They kind of, the main focus and the main topics that I can remember learning is how we should be afraid of men. <laughs> that was one of the first things they started out with was that, we should cover ourselves. We should not wear bikinis. We should not wear bathing suits. We should not show our shoulders. We should not show our knees. We should not put our bodies out there because if we do, that is sin because we are giving men the opportunity to visualize us. And by that, she meant like, I remember her specifically saying men have a photographic memory and if you wear anything that is too revealing they will photograph that into their memory and that is how they will see you for the rest of their life and 
It will bring violence onto you. It will bring sin onto you. It was just like a huge thing. And it was just mind blowing. And I remember like, I think that's also what made me super depressed at that time in my life was the church just pushing this agenda onto me that all these rules I, and I, when I first started, when I started this episode, I told you guys, I have always, even from a young age, even during this time of being brainwashed, I always felt deep in my heart. I knew I wanted freedom. I wanted to live my life to the fullest without judgment, without worrying what people thought of me, without worrying what God was going to do to me, without having all these rules that the church was placing on me. It was a very difficult time in my life mentally because I'm being fed all these things about what um, a Christian should do, much more a Christian woman should do. You think Christians themselves have a lot of rules? A Christian woman has the most rules. Like I could not keep up, especially when I am I'm having a culture shock in both directions because at the time I had a boyfriend who was the complete opposite of me. He was a drug dealer. He smoked weed. He had long hair. He was super rock and roll, emo, goth, whatever, like, you know, cussed a lot, was not religious at all, did not want to go to church, would never go to church. And which... Like I said, even though I was getting manipulated, I still had that little piece of myself, my soul inside of me saying, I'm not going to judge this, this guy, this boy, which was my boyfriend at the time. I'm not going to judge him because that one in my head, I was thinking that's unchristian like to judge someone, even though the whole base of Christianity is a lot of judgment, in my opinion. Um, At least the Christianity that we see today, mostly. Um, But yes, I just didn't feel comfortable, like, breaking up with him just because he wasn't a hardcore Christian, like I was. So, having him in one ear telling me, hey, this is okay. It's okay to do this. It's okay to do that. It's okay to have fun. It's okay to try weed. It's okay to not always do the right, you know, do the, be perfect. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to feel these normal human emotions and to do these normal human things sometimes. And you shouldn't feel so guilty. It makes you depressed because you have all these rules laying on your shoulder and you just feel so weighed down by them so I had him in one ear saying giving me all that information and then in the other year I had the church telling me that everything I do is a sin (laughs) so it was very um it was like an internal conflict going on constantly and another thing that we learned in the class that I vividly remember is that abortion was a sin and that if we were ever to get pregnant which we shouldn't that was very largely talked about they talked about um they did not talk about how to prevent pregnancy they did not talk about contraception they did not talk about any of these realistic options they just talked about 
not having sex, about waiting till marriage, about staying pure till marriage, remaining celibate. And although that's a really nice um, la-la land to live in if you think every teenager is going to remain celibate until they are married, which, to be fair, has never, ever happened, ever, in human history. I cannot think of one time, like, one time in all of Earth's history where there was not one, probably one person that waited and, like, that, there's always going to be that one person that doesn't wait till marriage. Even though that might be the the thing that the culture is doing at the moment, there's always going to be something. And ah, sorry, I had to take another sip. There's always <clears throat> going to be that. Um, so to tell young women that the only option they have is celibacy. And if they don't stick to that, then they are going to hell. And if they get pregnant, even... Remember, I am 13 at the time. So they are telling... And I'm not even the youngest girl there at this time. So they are telling young-ass girls that just are barely teenagers, that just got out of middle school, that if we were to get pregnant and not be able to keep the child, that we would go straight to hell is the way... I was taught in that class and of course like I said at this time I'm young my mind is very mendable and I'm pretty much soaking in everything they're telling me like a fucking sponge I am taking it and running with it so guess where I go later that night I go home to my mother <laughs> okay and the re- this is when the story gets to my point, this is where it really gets important. So I go home, I sit down in the living room and my mother and my stepfather are in the living room. My younger siblings have went to bed. We're just watching TV and chilling. They're asking me about the class, how everything went. Mind you, my mother and stepfather are both, I wouldn't say very religious because they were not the type to go to church all the time every Sunday like I was at the time so I was judgmental of them for that at the time but they even though they weren't super religious going to church every weekend they were spiritual my even my mother was very open with me about her religious conflicts and herself so many times she told me that she wasn't sure if she believed in God but at the end of the day, she always told me that she did. So it wasn't that I was questioning her spirituality because I knew that she was Christian. So that is not the reason for what is coming. (laughs) Um, So basically, I'm sitting there talking to them, telling them everything I learned, and I'm saying how terrible abortion is and how anyone that gets an abortion should just die like I'm seriously like it's so sickening to think that I was being fed this and that I actually believe this I actually told my mother that it would be a blessing if an abortion clinic caught fire and everyone inside died I said that to my mother to her face 
at 12 years old. And I will never forget the story, like what she responded with because it changed my life completely. Um, so basically after I told her that, obviously she's stunned because as any, as any, even though she is Republican, she is conservative. I'm not going to lie. My parents voted for Trump. (laughs) That's embarrassing to say, but it's, I'm being honest. If you know, I might as well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do a podcast. I might as well be honest about who I am. My parents are very conservative. They're from Georgia, a very, a very small town farm in Georgia. They grew up not really, um, not very open-minded at all. So it really threw me off when she disagreed with me. I was like completely taken back because I had always known my mother to be a Christian and to be conservative as fuck. So when she looked me in the eye and disagreed with me, I was like, whoa, whoa, what's, what's going on? Like, what, what is this? (laughs) She then proceeded to tell me about when she got pregnant with me, when she was only 16 years old. And just, you know, not to put my mom's business out there, out there, whatever. I doubt any of my family or any of my parents will ever watch this or listen to this. But like I said, I'm going to be honest, full disclosure about my family and about what we've experienced as a whole. Um, so my mother told me that when she got pregnant with me at 16, the my, fa- my biological father was not in the picture. At the time, he had another girlfriend that he had also gotten pregnant. So he had gotten his girlfriend pregnant and my mother pregnant, which was his best friend at the time. So he had a girlfriend and then my mom, which was his quote unquote best friend that's why you don't trust your boyfriend's best girlfriends because they'll get you both pregnant at the same time and then leave you (laughs) anyway (laughs) off topic that's just a quick lesson right there but yeah she said that he had gotten her pregnant she had planned on going into the military after high school she had her whole life planned out basically she wanted to go into the military she wanted to be like a sniper or some shit she wanted to be, I don't know, high ranking in the military. She had all these goals and she was very close to graduating high school. So obviously she contemplated getting pregnant at 16 is a huge deal. And, you know, she was going through her own thing mentally with an absent father and conservative parents herself like I said my grandparents were Christian and very conservative so the fact that my mother was pregnant at 16 with no with no baby daddy my my parents or my grandparents were like what the fuck so obviously she said that she contemplated having an abortion and when she told me that at 12 while I'm being brainwashed to think that anyone who thinks abortion is okay is going straight to hell I immediately was like what what do you mean you thought about killing me like I immediately get defensive obviously you know obviously at that time with my mind the way it was and as young as I was I just got defensive and she told me that she wanted to get the abortion she went to the clinic she walked into the clinic she was about to get the abortion minutes away from getting the abortion and she backed out she said she couldn't do it it was too much for her so she decided that she was going to 
give me to my great aunt, my grandmother's sister. Um, which, you know, I, when she told me that, I was like, you know, that wouldn't be the worst thing. Like my great aunt, she's really cool. And she would have been an amazing mother. And if I never would have known, it wouldn't have mattered to me. You know what I mean? But, um, at the same time, it was just so, it was just such an eye-opening experience. Cause I think what a lot of pro-life people fail to realize is that they are pro-life until it happens to them. They are pro-life until it happens to their mother, until it happens to their daughter, until it happens to their grandchild, until it happens to their sister, until it happens to their their mistress. You know what I mean? Like, until it happens to them. It's always easy to judge someone until it happens to you. And that goes for everything in life. It's so easy to judge people until it actually happens to you. So anyways, it was a huge shock. I did not know how to take it. I was just completely blown away. I obviously got super defensive at first. I was like, what? This is so fucked up. I'm going to bed. I'm not talking to you about this. I feel how I feel and that's that. Um, And obviously looking back on that, that probably hurt her. It probably hurt her a lot to go through that at such a young age, at 16 years old, almost the age that I was, um, to go through getting pregnant, not only getting pregnant with a child, but also having to deal with all the other things that come with it, going to high school, graduating while pregnant, having to give up your entire life, all your dreams just to raise a child, that... 13 years later thinks that you're going to hell because you thought about aborting them at some point or giving them away. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I, till this day, like thinking about it, it, it just makes me feel guilty. But the good thing is the thing that gives me peace is knowing that I don't think like that anymore. And the only way that happened was my mother pulling me out of that environment. Eventually, Um, A bunch of other stuff happened that I'm not going to get into, but eventually my mother forced me to not go to church anymore. I was no longer allowed at church. I was no longer allowed to see my friends from church. I was no longer to go to church. Um, And at the time, it didn't make any sense to me. At the time, I was thinking, wow, my mother is the devil. Like, she does not want me to go to church. She does not want me to be near near the Lord, near people that want me to be close to God or whatever. Like I just thought that she was like anti-God, anti-me, anti-religion, everything. And I, um, for a minute, I grew very angry at her about that because like I said, all my friends were in church. So when she pulled me out of church and I no longer had that outlet, I felt very isolated. Sorry, I got to get a sip. So, yeah. That is when I started to unravel what was being taught to me. I started to question if what I was being taught was right. If what I was being taught was what I truly believed. And funny enough, um, years later, here I am. And even though 
at one point I did lose my religion. I became against religion. I became atheist. And now I'm starting <clears throat> to finally find my way back into spirituality, but in a different way, in a way that I don't feel pressured. I don't feel judged. And I don't carry hate. It's so, isn't that funny? Isn't that so fucking funny? That when I was going to church and I was being taught the word of God at church, I was so hateful. I was the most hateful I've ever been in my life. And the moment I was taken out of church and forced to think for myself and go off human nature and what I knew to be right and wrong deep down inside, that's when that hate left me. And I began to judge people less and love people more. And the reason I tell you this long-winded story um, about my childhood is mainly because to give you guys like a perspective on both ends. For those who are pro-choice, having to debate with people about why you feel like abortion, the right to choose should be legal in America. When you're dealing with these people and arguing with these people and they are not seeing any any of your side of the story they're not acknowledging any of the points you're making it's more of like what if jesus was aborted and (laughs) um (laughs) what if you were aborted and uh I, i don't know just like bible this bible that like when people are just like throwing scriptures at you and telling you that abortion is a total sin i'm not saying abortion you know like Maybe even if it was a sin, who are you to tell people what sins they can and can't, they can and can't commit? You know what I mean? Drinking is a sin. Tattooing is a sin. Sex before marriage is a sin. Are we going to make all those things illegal and up to the state to decide if they're legal or not just because they're in the Bible? Last time I checked, this country was separated by church and state. But for some reason, we are allowing the church back into our politics. And we are allowing the church and people of religion, specifically Christianity and Catholics and that whole realm, to determine what you can and can't do with your body. What's sins quote-unquote that they say you can and can't commit even it just like blows my mind because even if you agreed with people of religion if you agreed with pro-lifers on the topic of abortion that still does not make it okay for them to choose what you can and can't do Because at the end of the day, if anyone truly knows God, if anyone truly knows the Bible, and if anyone truly knows religion or Christianity at all, they know that it is not your place to judge. As people, as humans, that is not our place. Judgment day comes when you die. Not when I'm standing in front of you asking you to get an abortion. That's not when judgment day is. Judgment day is when I die And I either go to heaven or hell based on what you believe. You know what I mean? So that's always been my opinion. Or not always. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's been my opinion today. And the reason for all this is because 
the simple fact of people's minds can change. They can be molded. And most of the people who are pro-life today, I feel like have been brainwashed by the church to judge people, to think that it's their place to play God and tell people what they can and can't do with their own bodies. It's just ridiculous. And I feel like because I had that experience at, at 13 years old, going to church and being put into that mindset, I know exactly how these people are thinking. And when I tell you, these people are not thinking rationally. They aren't. They, they simply aren't. They're thinking religion, religion, religion. That's it. That's all that's going through their fucking mind. And I know this because that was me. That was me. I experienced that firsthand. I experienced being a pro-lifer firsthand at 13 years old. Being told this is wrong. Being told you're going to hell if you do this. Thinking that it was my right to be so judgmental and so hateful that I wished bad and I wished death upon others for making a decision that's totally theirs to make. <clears throat> so yes, for the um, for everyone pro-life out there, I hope you know this didn't upset you too much. I hope you see where I'm coming from. I'm not judging either side. I really, I truly try not to judge either side. I try to keep it very, um, I try to understand people no matter where they're coming from. I, I truly do. And from what I, I can take from this experience is that when you are pro-choice, You can try as hard as you want to talk sense into people who are pro-life and to truly get them to understand. You can tell them what if the woman is about to die because the pregnancy is so fatal. She will die and the baby will die upon birth. What if um, the woman is unfit to be a mother? What if the woman is 10 years old? (laughs) Let me change that up. Sorry. What if the child is 10 years old? and gets pregnant and raped by their father and has to carry their father through a full-term pregnancy. You really think that's okay? You think you, you like <laughs> you think your religion like supports that? I just I don't know. There's just so many scenarios. There's too many scenarios that are just fucked up for people not to be rational and not to think people deserve the choice to make that decision themselves. So yes, that is my rant for today. I'm getting up there into like, you know, I can only talk for 60 minutes and I'm getting, I have like 10 minutes left, um, but I'm not gonna talk here off anymore. I think I've made my point very clear. I'll, you know, restate it one last time for anyone who may have missed anything. Pro-lifers, I get where you're coming from. I just wish I, if I could leave you with anything today, it's to be open-minded, it's to be understanding, it's to be empathetic. And you know what's funny is something else that I, I'm just going to pop this in there, something else that I read the other day um, was about how some women can be pro-life and still get an abortion. And I understand that. They... I can see how they're thinking, how their mind 
is is working in you know turning up there like I'm not saying it's right but I understand the fucked up mental mentality the the fucked up mentality that you have to have to be raised in such a religious and judgmental and hateful way that you hate yourself for something that you feel like you have to do you know there's been so many women I saw on Facebook that were commenting like um yeah I I've had an abortion but an abortion is only okay for me because that they they validate it they say it's okay for me because I'm doing it under the right circumstances but anybody else who tries to get an abortion it's wrong and that's kind of like where a lot of pro-life women are coming from because they've been brainwashed for so long they've been told for so long to judge this and to see it as sin and to be hateful towards people who even like think about it who even consider it so um I was also I was reading something else the other day about a woman who worked in a Planned Parenthood and how there was so many women that came in to get an abortion but they would freak out and become a safety hazard to the staff and the other women in the clinic because they would judge the other women. They would become nasty and angry with the other women. They would become nasty and angry and hateful towards the doctors that were giving her the abortion that she wanted. There was one lady who said that she worked in the abortion clinic at Planned Parenthood and that one lady came in and refused to give consent, but she wanted the abortion. She wanted the abortion because she knew that's what she needed in her life. That was her choice to make. Yet, because she had been brainwashed for so long by men and other women and religion and all these and family and all these different things in her environment telling her that it was wrong and that she should feel ashamed of herself. That she did not want to sign a piece of paper consenting to the abortion and had a full-on freak-out moment and threatened the lives of everyone in there. So they basically had to call the police and get her escorted out and have her come back like another day with another appointment. But that is just so wild to me that you can do things in life and justify it for yourself, but you lack the empathy and understanding to think that other people also have the same reasons that you do as well. And that is where I'm going to leave it off for today. Thank you so much for listening to my rant. Um, This just means a lot to me, and I really needed to get this out in the open because it's been weighing on my heart recently. So I hope you guys enjoyed. Until next time, this is Bree, and have a wonderful day.